Welcome to Courageous Wellness. My name is Erica Stein. And I'm Allie French. And this is a podcast about individual journeys toward wellness and how to navigate it all. After Allie experienced a cancer diagnosis in her 20s, and Erica went through a sustained weight loss and self-love journey, we created a platform to interview real people from all walks of life that have combined all types of practices. From physical wellness to emotional and spiritual, we hear courageous stories and focus on why it's important to share them. We are now certified integrative nutrition health coaches, and together with our community, we are learning to live our best lives by telling one courageous story at a time. It takes courage to share these journeys, and by talking about them and sharing personal stories of real people, we aim to destigmatize the process. Join us as we and our community share our courageous wellness. This week on the podcast, we sit down with Angela Mavridis. As a kid in her grandmother's kitchen in Greece, Angela discovered the nurturing power of real foods. She saw her grandmother happily cooking a naturally paleo diet from scratch, using only real, organic, local, and heirloom foods. Ironically, back in the States, Angela's dad owned a fast food hamburger drive through serving up burgers, fries, and shakes. With a busy schedule, the family ordered dinner from their restaurant more often than not. On her quest for healthier eating, Angela became a vegetarian at the age of 13. But as an adult, she was constantly bloated and tired and was suffering from a variety of unidentifiable health issues that were masked by modern medicine. She decided to go back to school and become a holistic nutritionist. And after years of fueling her body with endless combination of protein powders, shakes, supplements, and bars, she decided to return to her original way of eating while growing up in Greece. After 35 years as a vegetarian, she came to realize that clean animal meats paired with real ancestral ingredients made her feel better physically and emotionally. Within days, her gut and digestive issues subsided and her body started to heal. Making it her mission to capture the magic of her grandmother's kitchen in a way that fits into today's busy lifestyle, Angela got cooking and her business was born. Today, Tribali Food seeks and sources 100% organic, high-quality animal meats from grass-fed and grass-finished pastured beef to free-range chicken, humanely raised pork, and wild-caught seafood to create a flavorful, versatile, and nutrient-dense centerpiece for wholesome, satisfying meals. On this episode, Angela takes us through her incredible personal journey as we discuss all things food, diet, and Tribali. Enjoy the episode. This episode is brought to you by Beekeepers Naturals. If you listen to our episode with founder Carly Stein, then you already know how powerful Beekeepers Naturals products are. Beekeepers Naturals is a wellness company specializing in innovative nutraceuticals made from healing hive compounds and plant-based ingredients. Their mission is to improve people's health naturally and save the bees. Allie and I are absolutely obsessed with these products and I've been using them consistently since December when Carly was on the podcast. So Allie, what is your favorite Beekeepers Naturals product? I love the Propolis Throat Spray. I've used it consistently through the year, and it's been my immune system's secret weapon, which makes sense since Propolis is basically the immune system of the beehive and has germ-fighting properties. What about you? 
I love the propolis too, especially as somebody who always had strep throat and throat infections. It has seriously changed my entire life. <laughs> but with that said, my favorite product is the Bee Chill Hemp Honey. Bee Chill Hemp Honey delivers a powerful 28 milligrams of hemp oil per teaspoon so that you can find your bliss. Made with USA grown hemp, it is non-psychoactive and contains 0% THC. I sleep like a baby when I take it before bed and it seriously takes the edge off of my whole day. It also hits the spot when I'm craving something sweet after dinner, which is just an added bonus. If you want to try the propolis or the Beechill Hemp Honey or any of the other amazing products, you can receive 15% off your Beekeepers Naturals order by using the code COURAGEOUSWELLNESS, all one word, at checkout. Or visit beekeepersnaturals.com slash courageouswellness. And you can also find the direct link in our show notes. Hi, guys. We have an exciting new discount for our listeners with Four Sigmatic. Four Sigmatic offers superfood coffee and elixirs to upgrade your daily routine. The powerful antioxidants, antiviral effects, and immune-boosting properties of mushrooms transform your cup of joe from an energy-boosting treat to a health-enhancing choice. Along with mushroom coffee, Four Sigmatic also offers mushroom elixirs, mushroom hot cocos, and other shroom-filled products. Erica uses the lion's mane in her morning superfood coffee, and even though I hate mushrooms, I absolutely love the products, especially the matcha latte powder, which contains myataki mushrooms and adaptogens. For 10% off Four Sigmatic products, visit foursigmatic.com and use the code COURAGEOUS at checkout, and there's also a direct link in our show notes. Welcome, Angela. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Um, to start off, can you tell us a little bit about your personal story and your journey as far as your relationship with food and eating and, and how that played into your health journey over, Absolutely. over your life? Right. So um, way background is I grew up in a Greek household and where meat is sort of the center of every meal. And we come together as a community and as a culture around the dinner table. So we spent a lot of time, even in Greece, where I grew up in the summertime, where meals can be upwards of three hours. I mean, it's just a festive occasion. So you build a lot of relationships through food and just come together as a family. So um, at the age of 13, though, um, back here in the States, even though my dad had a fast food hamburger drive through and I was really cautious about just what I'm putting into my body and how the food I'm eating, is it doing my body good? So at that age, I was subject to all the marketing messages of fear the fat and, um, you know, 100 calorie snack well packs and calorie count and all the other things that were impressionable, you know, for such a young age. And I decided to become a vegetarian. And of course, in a Greek household with a uh, fast food meat restaurant, my parents just thought, like, I joined a cult or something. Like, why would you betray us like this? So it was really not well taken. But, um, but I thought I was doing what was right by my body at that age. And unfortunately, I didn't have enough knowledge to do it correctly. Because I do believe that vegetarianism or veganism or pescatarianism can be can be good for you, um, but you have to know, like you said, it's not, not, not the diet for everyone. You have to know if it fits your needs, 
your hormones and everything you're going through in your lifestyle. So I clearly was not doing it right. Um, but I embarked on it for the health reasons. And then as I continued and, and grew older, you know, I was then in college and post-college, the reasons became bigger. So it was more about the animal, the environment, the, um, the way animals are treated. It, it became more heartfelt. And I morphed into sort of pescatarianism because I just, I don't know, I felt that I did need some protein other than, you know, from beans or legumes. And I, I didn't have that same feeling for fish. So fast forward 35 years of doing this, um, I got to an age, and I think it was when the hormones started changing into the premenopausal stage of my life that things started going awry. And it's hard to describe it, but literally I thought my hard drive was crashing. That's the only way to describe it. And I didn't know enough, and I'd go to doctors. I'm like, I have digestive issues. My hair's falling out. Um, I you know, have low iron levels. And doctors couldn't really put their finger on like what was wrong with me they're like oh here just postmenopausal it just goes with the territory so that's when I started studying nutrition more for a personal reason like I want to dive deeper and I always believed no matter what ails you start with food like look at your plate first and then go into supplementation or medicine and I do believe in western medicine I think there's a place for it especially for acute you know issues or emergency issues but I dove deep into functional medicine and I realized that, you know, we should look at the root cause of what is going on. And a lot of the root causes, at least the, the solving of those things should come from what you're putting on your body, what you're putting in your body, even what you're putting in your thoughts. I mean, all of it. So we need to look at all those pillars. Um, so I studied nutrition and realized there are some health benefits to high quality, well-sourced protein. And that's when I thought, well, it might have been working up to this point, but clearly something is not working any longer. And, you know, no medicine is going to mask those symptoms. So let me try incorporating some, you know, grass-fed and finished, organic, well-sourced meat back into my diet. And I never looked back. <laughs> so wow. that's, yeah, I mean, it was, and it, it made a difference. Like, I, I really believe that as soon as I... And again, I'm not eating ribeyes for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, right? It's, a, it's like I'm rotating, just like we say eat the rainbow of fruits and vegetables. I sort of eat the gamut of animal proteins from a little venison to lamb to grass-fed and finished beef to wild-caught seafood, pasture-raised, free-range turkey and chicken, as high quality as I can afford. Um, and, you know, just a little bit, right? We don't, we don't need a lot, three to four ounces, a couple of days a week, and it serves me well now. Mm. That's really, really amazing. And I think Allie and I both have so many questions and, um, yeah, we want to unpack all of this. I think it is so interesting too, because I've learned so much about how like meat, if you are eating it, is really supposed to be like a condiment, like a, almost like a side dish and plants are still supposed to be the main part of your diet if you are eating. But um, yeah, it's so fascinating. I think to start you so much again <laughs> that I want to unpack, but you said, right, there are health benefits to eating properly sourced meat. Can you talk about what some of those are that you discovered that helped you kind of make that decision? Because I'm sure it was really emotional 
I, I being a you know many many decade vegetarian to then go into eating meat again right um well see the protein source for meat is so much more bioavailable to your body the b sources of b12 and b vitamins the minerals the folate the um nice and there's and the leucine all the protein um those are just so much more bioavailable in meat and i um I did have a problem sort of emotionally like going there. But again, for me, it became a practice of was this animal done right? You know, did it eat the diet it was meant to eat? Was it treated humanely? So I am against for many reasons, but also the nutrition reason, eating CAFO, confined animal feeding operation, hormone induced antibiotic laden meat. Mm -hmm. Like nobody needs that in their diet. And I do understand it's a you know, monetary concern as well. Like, can we afford it? Luckily, uh, ground meat is one of the least expensive. So if you're looking to source the higher quality, the ground muscle meat um, I, is, is least expensive. So you can, you know, afford that. Again, we don't need to do it all the time. Um, but when we do, it's important to source it from, from a good, you know, uh, butcher or a good source. Um, additionally, like, even, you know, with seafood, you should look at wild caught, um, the chicken free range and turkey as, as best as you can, you can afford. And luckily, I mean, now that I'm in the food business, I'm even seeing like the Costco's and the Walmarts of the world changing their tune and realizing that there's better for you brands and higher quality products that they could give the consumer. So yeah, that's when sort of, we can talk about that too. But when my product came into play is, is I was so at the time when I was a vegetarian and in college, you know, we're just always living this fast paced lifestyle. I was really living on those veggie patties, mm -hmm. which, you know, were either, you know, quinoa or mushroom based and, you know, lentil based. But what I never did back then is turn the package around and actually read the ingredients. And yeah. if I can tell anybody, the best thing they could do um, when buying packaged food, because we do love to cook from fresh and batch cook. And, you know, I've got three little kids. I'm, I'm definitely in the kitchen a lot and I love to cook from. But there's times where we come home from soccer at 630 and I didn't pull anything out of the freezer. I didn't have time to cook. And it's nice to know that you've got trustworthy brands. Yeah. That those ingredient deck reads like something my 11 year old can pronounce, source, identify and is familiar with. Mm -hmm. So I always I always look to him, my little Alex. I'm like, read the back. Can you tell me what's in there? Right. So no matter what we buy, that's always sort of my basic 101 rule. And I think everybody should get in the habit of identifying the ingredients that they're, they're putting in their body. Yeah, I think that's really good advice because even, you know, I spent um, some time as a vegetarian and can relate to your story. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't 35 years, but it was four years. <laughs> and it was so, and I was also dairy-free. I still am dairy-free because I realized, um, that I was having significantly uh, like pretty bad skin problems because of a dairy allergy and removing that really helped me. But, um, you know, I was like, I had watched all these documentaries and, you know, you go into like research about factory farming, which we can touch on a little bit. But as you mentioned, it's just hor horrifying, right? And so I gave up the meat but also don't know that I did it fully in the way that was the most healthy. Right. Um, and as you're saying, like, 
you know, even the vegetarian patties can be packed with processed soy and processed, you know, um, hydrogenated oils and different things. And, and there's so much research now about how detrimental that can be as well. Also energy level went low. Also, you know, I was like, oh, I'm never going to get cancer because I'm a vegetarian. And what happens is I get cancer. Now that's not a causal relationship, but in my healing process, when I had, he was like really healing from surgeries, all my body was screaming at me, go eat a piece of steak. Like, and I tried to ignore it and I couldn't ignore it. It was so loud. And so like, I went down to the butcher and I was like with my sunglasses on, like, Oh, (laughs) and I got a piece, as you said, like grass fed, grass finished Mm -hmm. steak. And I said, this is going to be interesting. You know, I did the experiment and I hadn't, I hadn't felt that good yeah. in, in years, to be honest, because I think I was really, really like nutrient deficient. deficient. Absolutely. And you said something really important. I listened to my body. Yeah. And that's where a lot of people fall short. And we're not taught to be intuitive like that. Like mm-hmm. when something's going wrong, when clumps are falling out of yeah. your hair, there's something internally that you're deficient in or you're not giving yourself the nutrients that that are necessary. And sometimes it's just regular consumers. We might not know what it is, but that's where you, you have to be responsible for your own health journey. And I even tell even my little daughter who's 14, I'm like, the sooner you start identifying what foods give you tummy trouble or, you know, um, irritable bowels or, uh, eczema or mm-hmm. any of that, the better you'll be, um, further down the line. Cause you'll know, these foods make me thrive. These foods make me lethargic and tired and low energy mm-hmm. and, and crack skin. And it really does start with food. So we have to look at our plates before we look at anything else. Yes. And can I actually ask you, because you brought it up a little bit earlier, as Erica said, there's so much to unpack, but you're talking about, you know, the way you guys source meat and, and, the fact that like where it comes from is really important from a health and nutrition standpoint, but also, you know, something that is talked about a lot is how bad for the environment, um, like factory farming is right. Right. But what's only just starting to really become a, a part of the conversation is how when animals are treated well and humanely and part of a, like a working ecosystem, it's like regenerative agriculture. They can be a really, really important component of getting quality soil. And, um, so can you talk a little bit about that as you know, now we're moving into a little bit about the brand and we'll go into more specifics about that, but how, what have you learned about that now as a producer too? Um, so that people can say, yes, like factory farming is really detrimental to the environment, but animals can also be like a really key component to like good quality soil right. and, and right. not. And that is, it's, it's all about the soil. And so, you know, when they eliminate and it goes back into the ecosystem and the soil that like produces clean, better for you soil and all the water runways, um, you know, in in the farms where they're raised. I mean, all this is important because, like you said, the factory farming, I mean, they're they're compacted together. They're, I mean, the chickens especially, sometimes I call them dirty birds because they're just one on top of the other, almost like eating each other's feces. And I've seen it with my own two eyes. I mean, before I started producing, 
I wanted to see the difference and I went to a cafe and I left horrified Mm -hmm. like and and not only that for me as we've all said before it's not just what you eat it's what your eat eats and when you see the food that is fed to these and the byproducts that are fed to these animals you know you know that's coming back to you in some way shape or form so for me it was also about like how are How's the animal treated? What is it doing for the environment? And sustainability definitely, you know, looks at regenerative agriculture. But even to the point of, like, how are these animals slaughtered? I mean, you do know that in the in the factories, I mean, they are, they release these toxins into their system right before they're slaughtered because they tense up and they know what's happening. I mean, they're, they're living lives. And these toxins go into the muscle and then we eat this stuff. So, you know, it's it's even the slaughtering process that was important to me. So I found these farms up in Northern California in the Humboldt Valley for meat that um, I visited the farms and it's just, right, I've been in these meat processing f- facilities and you can imagine, you know, in a white coat with my hair in a net, walking over meat stuff, having been a vegetarian, it was just so, but, but I care, right? And I want to make sure that when I'm sourcing and, you know, bringing into my product is also something I would feel good about eating. So, yeah, it's so interesting. I, I have so many thoughts as I'm sure so many of our listeners do hearing this and learning about this. And it's just, it is so horrifying how, animals are treated for our food and yeah I do think there are correct ways to be a vegetarian or to be a vegan but you know I also think the circle of life or the process of us eating animals isn't necessarily inherently wrong it's just how we're doing it how we're honoring that animal and the way you're doing it and the way you're discussing of these like free ranges these grass-fed grass-fed it's just the way it should be, right? It's like the factory shouldn't be the norm. But again, right. it's such a, a tangent conversation too. But it is really, really fascinating. And I had, I wasn't a vegetarian for four years, but I was a vegetarian my freshman year of college. And I got very sick because I ate a lot of processed mm-hmm. food. And um, I saw a doctor at the end of that year and they were like, you really need to go back to eating meat. And I did. So it was not as long, but I had that experience as well. And yeah, I, I do eat meat. I do, like you said, as much as I can afford, try to properly source it. Um, but yes, I think that's why companies like yours and like you said, like the big companies like Walmart and Costco, it's so important that they catch on to this because that's where people who might not necessarily have all the money to go to Whole Foods or Air One and spend all this money on their meat can still get quick food. Um, So how was your company started? We heard about your wellness journey. At what point were you like, I got to do this. I got to go into the meat business. (laughs) (laughs) It sort of fell into my lap, quite honestly, but there's, there's the good story there as well. So as I mentioned, my dad in the Pasadena area owns and operates hamburger fast food restaurants and they're pretty popular they've been there for 40 years everyone in the area knows us and um once I started eating meat again and because I come from the burger business and because I loved patties when I was in college sort of easy convenient and I used to chop them up and throw them over a salad and that was sort of my go-to um I quickly realized other people eat like this as well I'm not the only one and when I went to the frozen section of the market to find meat patties, 
I couldn't find anything that was like flavorful. It was just round patties that maybe had rosemary extract in them and were kind of dry and had been pre-cooked. So you just heat them up in the microwave and it was this rubbery consistency that didn't appeal to me. So I bought a refurbished meat grinder on Amazon and literally a white lab coat. And I sat in the kitchen for days. My th- kids thought I was totally crazy. <laughs> and I would grind these different kinds of meats. At the time, I was playing with like bison and venison and elk and, you know, anything. I Even salmon patties. I made these great salmon patties. And I would just chop herbs, vegetables, spices, and purees. That's it. So like garlic puree, roasted red bell pepper puree, um, little onions and mint and rosemary. I'm just every vegetable and herb that I thought would make an interesting combination. So I came up with a few and I went up to the Whole Foods where right above my dad's restaurant and they all knew my dad from the burger business. I said, you know, I'm the daughter and I've made these patties and I'm wondering if you guys would be interested. So literally I didn't even have them with me at the time. They said, oh yeah, bring them by. So I ran home, I got them like Ziploc bags, gave them to the guys and they cooked them in the back And literally, I did my shopping and came back, and they're like, these are awesome. They taste so great. We're going to hook you up with corporate. And I'm like, okay, what does that mean? What what am I doing? All of a sudden, I'm going to corporate doing what? So, you know, I talked to my brothers at the time that were running the restaurant. I said, I have this meeting with Whole Foods. If this goes well, does this mean I'm starting a food company? What (laughs) am I doing here? And lo and behold, I went in and told my story. And I think... You know, when you're so passionate about something you're doing and you have a reason for doing it that just means that you're making a difference, um, I think that's where it's at. I mean, I didn't have a logo. I didn't have a company name. I didn't have a finished product. I didn't have anything. I just had me, my story, and how I want to bring this to the world. So they believed in me and said, all right, take your time. Uh, It took me eight months to get USDA approvals, to find a co-packer, to fine-tune the recipes, to build a website, to build a brand, because I wanted something that wasn't just a logo. Like, I wanted this to mean something. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, you know, the name, how that came about as well. So it took me eight months, and then I literally knocked on their door. I'm like, remember me? You guys kind of gave me the green light and um, presented, and they wrote up an order. And next thing you know, I was off and running in Whole Foods. And then, of course, then I'm, I'm... I've done sales all my life. So then I just ran to every market. I'm like, I'm in Whole Foods. Would you give me a chance? So Gelson's and Bristol Farms, I mean, here in Southern California, you guys all know those. And since then, we got into Target and Walmart across the board. So yeah, it's been a fun journey. That's that's exciting. And we always respond to that too, in a way, you know, we feel similarly, we created this podcast with a mission to just tell stories, but it's so cool because we get to hear the stories and we get to share the stories. And when you really feel passionate, like that there's a reason for what you're doing, you can get through the hoops and the obstacles and keep going. And, um, I think, First of all, I think your patties are delicious. Thank you. Thank you so Um, much. And it is nice. You know what I have to say? Like when you were saying about, you know, our lives are busy sometimes. And yes, it's wonderful when we get a chance to really cook. I'm such a like cooking advocate, but I also am on the run a lot of the time. And to have some, a brand that I trust is really important. That sort of brand consumer trust thing. Because if I know that the brand is really committed to only having a certain quality or um, 
only certain ingredients, then that name starts to represent something to me, right? Like you're saying, it's not just a logo. It's really a brand. And what does that brand mean? What does that stand for? So can you tell us a little bit about about Tribali and and what does it mean? How did you get the name? Right. Thank you. And thank you for saying all that. That yeah. makes me feel good. Like it's people like you that makes me feel good about what I do. I mean, making a difference. So um, so in my nutrition, when I studied nutrition, I was doing one-on-one coaching a little bit. And I realized a lot of people, they would say, I know what I'm supposed to do. I just don't have the time and I don't know how to do it. So I thought, well, gosh, you know, if I could bring something to your life that'll speed up the process and make it easy for you, wouldn't that be nice? And so in coming up with the name, I always feel when you make a change in anything in your life, you need a teaching, a teacher, and a tribe of people that are common goals, you know, they have common interests. So, um, and being that I'm Greek, I sort of put a little twist on it and called it Tribali. But I think it means the tribe of people that come together, that care about the ingredients, care about what they're putting in their body, and care about how their food was sourced and made. So that's how the name came about. Um, and then what, what else did you ask? Yeah, no, I mean, that was just really it, like the, the idea behind the brand. Right. And the mission behind the brand. Right. And so um, at the time when I developed the brand, I thought who what communities am I speaking to? I mean, obviously the conscious consumer, but also whole 30ers. I mean, these are people that are embarking on a journey to find out how food affects them and eliminating the irritating and inflammatory ingredients from their food. So my product just naturally fit in that. So I was lucky enough to be one of the first brands to get a licensing agreement. I think I was like the seventh or eighth back a few years ago. And Melissa's just great to work with and she believes in our product. So um, we were able to do that. And then, of course, it's paleo just by the nature of, again, no grains or gluten or dairy and in, in ground meat. Um, funny enough, when you do look at some of the other patties on the market and you turn them over, they do have the breadcrumbs and the soy protein isolates and the binders and the fillers. And um, and that's where sort of my co-packer, it was really hard to find someone to stop the production line and give you a chance on these one little small order. But what they believed in too was, oh my gosh, you stand for something. You are different. And that's the co-packer I partnered with because after visiting seven different co-packers from Kansas all the way out here, so many of them would tell me, well, your product would be so much cheaper if we just stuck some binders in there. I'm like, yes, it would, wouldn't it? But that would be disloyal (laughs) and against my principles and not to my standards. So finding someone that believed in doing it transparent, doing it right, and doing it you know, good for the consumer, um, was a challenge, but I'm so glad and happy to say that, you know, that was one of the things. So, um, so like I said, my product does talk to the conscious consumer, but also those who are paleo or one of our products is even keto because it has like one gram of carbs and those are a way of eating and a lifestyle that some people, you know, want to embark on even for a short period of time or as a, as a longer lifestyle. Um, and you know, I don't want to follow sort of the trends, but, um, by the nature of the product, it does speak to those people. And like I've said, I think the best thing anyone can do is just start on a health journey, your own health journey to see if I eat this, how does it affect me? Now, my product isn't perfect for everyone. I've got some people that are, you know, garlic intolerant and, and, and I do because I'm Greek, we cook with olive oil and, and mint and garlic and onion. And, and so there's got to there's a little bit of kick of those in there. Um, and some people can't eat it because it bothers them or the nightshades, there's bell peppers. So again, I may not be AIP, but I'm as clean as you could get. <laughs> yeah. 
I love that. And I love it goes back to, like you said in the beginning, you really have to read ingredients, right? And be your own advocate because, yeah, I think learning that is such a life-changing experience because you can't just trust the supermarket or trust you, you can only really trust yourself. And I agree. Like I do buy foods that come in packages because it's part of living a busy life. But, you know, there should be, like you said, ingredients that you can read, pronounce, you know, and it's not. I think when people turn that package over, a lot of times they just look at calories, right? Or net carbs or fat and all that's fine. But before I look at any of the label, mm-hmm. I always look at the ingredient list first. And then I'll look at the the label right. because then I know, okay, the sugar, the fat, whatever the calories are, are coming from real food. Right. And the fats in grass-fed and finished beef are actually very good for you. Like I would embrace the fat. And I know, I mean, difference in like 30 years ago where we feared the fat now we've swung the pendulum so far to the other side where we're waking up in the morning putting fat in our coffees right but I mean I I do believe that fat is important from good high quality sources your avocado your coconut oil grass-fed and finished beef um and I think you're almost doing your body a disservice by not incorporating fat into your diet. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's even like sugar, right? Like you can read sugar on a label, but it's like, or, you know, in any food, but it's like, is that sugar coming from fruit and dates or whatever? Or is it coming from like high fructose corn syrup and cane sugar and, you right. know, everything? So again, what, where is your fat coming from right. is, is very important. And Yes, I think this is so amazing. It's so exciting. And we just finished a Whole30. Um, We've done it. Yeah, Yeah. Allie's done it three times, about three times. I've done it. um, I think she's done like two and a half, like a paleo Whole30. And um, I've done it twice. And you do feel really, really good. But it can be hard to do, right, when you're on the go or when you're busy. And so having products like yours is really really helpful. So can you talk us through your product line? Um, what types of meat do you have? Like you said, how many ingredients are in there? What what Certainly. are the products you offer? Certainly. Um, I do want to touch upon one thing you said about doing Whole30s. I've done them myself. Um, the part I love the most, though, is the food freedom afterwards. Absolutely. Where Because I, I can eliminate. I'm pretty good at that. It's like, okay, I've, I can abstain from this stuff for 30 days. No big deal. But then when I start incorporating it back in one at a time, I realize that oh, wow, does broccoli really bloat me? I never even knew, right? Because I would eat it with so many other things. And why does my tummy hurt from this? So even like the healthiest of vegetables where you think like, okay, we should eat all the vegetables. Well, there's certain ones that don't agree with you, right? So it's nice to start incorporating stuff back in and realizing, you know, that doesn't serve me well. Yeah. And then you have the choice of saying, well, even though it doesn't serve me, I'm going to indulge anyway. Because my kids are at the park and it's a sunny spring day and they want ice cream. So I'm going to enjoy ice cream. So I'm not, you know, so black and white, but I do know that, oh, I'm going to, I know that ice cream's not really going to, this may hurt my tummy Serve later. me well. But it's a conscious choice then. Right. You right. Actually, or like an educated choice, right. right? About what works for you and what doesn't. And that's why we love Whole32. And I remember my first one, I was like really scared to do. But I did it like all in, mm-hmm. right? And it was, I was blown away by the food freedom that you got from it. Yep. I mean, just blown away. And that's I felt amazing. Yes, At course. the end of it. Your so, skin is glowing. Yeah. And there's so many benefits. It's so, it's so great. So, but that being said, it's a tool, right? It's right. a tool to use in right. in your 
own health journey. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, so my products back to the products. So I have six SKUs at the moment and I've got two beef. One's umami beef. That's got like shiitake mushrooms, a little nori seaweed and surprisingly red boat fish sauce, which is so weird combining fish with meat, but it gives it that sort of umami flavor. I've got a Mediterranean beef, which is sort of the impetus from like my, my Greek heritage. Um, and then the chicken is the chipotle chicken, which is our best seller. I guess people just love that smoky chipotle flavor, which is mild. Like everything's kid friendly too, mm -hmm. because I, they had to pass my three kid test. Um, but the nice thing on that note is my daughter comes home from school and her snack of choice is a grilled chicken, chipotle chicken patty with sliced avocado on top. For me, that's such a win-win. Yeah. I mean, healthy fat with good source of protein like we don't have oreos and doritos in the house it's like that's i mean that makes me feel so good when yeah. she's like mom can i have my snack of the day um then we have the thai turkey which is my personal favorite mm -hmm. um and that one has scallions and a little ginger and thai flavoring thai seasoning um and then we jumped to these breakfast sliders we came out with because i sort of listened to the community and they were telling us that we don't have a good breakfast option so i have chicken and apple and you can have see little pieces of apple like the whole premise about my product too is when you pull it out you can actually see the particles of actual real vegetables mm -hmm. in there you know i didn't want some mushed up pre-cooked you know hockey puck yeah so um chicken and apple and then we have the pork and sage which is the keto one and it seems to be doing well within the keto community because it just has some spices that's really it yeah that's cool and you guys have a nice variety yeah and hopefully do you have any plans for uh, i was gonna say what's next i do we have come out with a prepared meal and i feel like um that might be our next iteration of line extension and the first one which is not going to be whole 30 because it's got beans in it but it's so delicious it's a turkey white bean chili and it's just really easy. It's going to come in a pouch. You just heat it up in like boiling water and you're done. Um, and that's sort of been R&D'd and tried and tested. And it's a slam dunk. I can't wait to introduce that to the marketplace. Oh, I love this. I love your story, too. It's amazing. Again, like through your own experience, you were able to create something so wonderful that can help so many people. And again, like I know we've touched on this a couple of times, but I just I love that it's in Walmart because it exposes yeah. right good healthy choices to a mass mass community that might not have the option otherwise right so right. um and walmart's doing something interesting where at other markets we sit in the meat frozen meat section walmart has a better for you door and the good thing is when we were brought on it was one door and we sat in there with like bonafide provisions siete grandcestors all these brands that speak to the communities we speak to like-minded brands um and now they're expanding that door to six doors That's which is great which which it just goes to show you that there are food deserts that people don't have a Whole Foods or Air One around the corner. And where are they to go to get their cleaner, better for you brands? Walmart's, you know, their only choice. And I applaud Walmart for seeking us out. And they, you know, they courted us to bring us in this one door. And now this one door is becoming six stores across the U.S. Yeah, absolutely. I have talked about this on the podcast, but between about the ages of like eight and 14, my parents went through some pretty hard times. And, you know, I grew up in Los Angeles and actually there there aren't a lot of Walmarts in Los Angeles. <laughs> like I had never actually been to a Walmart until I was in college. And, you know, we didn't have money for that big chunk of my youth. Um, but there was nothing available, right? So what we had to eat was like dollar menu fast food because it was cheap. My parents were working and there right. it was, you know. So um, it, it just gives me this like great, I, I 
you know, both of us feel like a lot of passion towards helping, you know, especially low income children Mm -hmm. and, and women. But, um, yeah, I think it's really exceptional that places like Walmart are seeking this out because in most of the country, Walmarts are everywhere. So it's pretty, it's pretty wonderful that that's there. So thank you for the work you're doing and being a part of that, you you know, because it's very important. And, um, you know, so something we always ask our guests who come on the show is as this busy entrepreneur, how do you take care of yourself? What does self-care look like to you in your daily life? Yeah, thank you for asking that because I learned the hard way. So when I started Tribali in 2016, I will say it sucked me under. And I didn't realize it was happening um, because I just wasn't coming up for air. And I, I talk about this openly because I want others to not make the same mistake I did. Um, I lost myself. I really did. Like, I stopped doing the things that brought me joy to balance out my life because I thought, I'm going to make this work. I was full throttle. I mean, weeknights, weekends. I just that's all I did for about a year and a half and then you know I got some momentum with the brand and I thought okay in the process though I lost my personal life my social life my exercise routine my meditation I'm like I I put all those aside so having said that I've come sort of full circle and realized that the only way to continue at this speed is to really incorporate these things that that brought my balance um back into my life so um I definitely, and I've always been an exerciser, and that was, you know, part of like what kept kept me sane all these years is, is whether it's working out and lifting at the gym or going on a run or a bike ride. So, I brought that back in. I'm like, there's no way I'm letting that go again. So, exercise is a very important part of my daily routine in one form or shape or another. Um, and I would say just being mindful and present. Um, especially with, you know, being a single mom and having three kids, there was a time where, you know, I was on the computer so much that my kids did not have, and they'd call me out. They're like, we're trying to talk to you. Can you pay us? I thought really, I do need to be more mindful, more present on everything else that's happening in my life. So, um, by having sort of that, that meditation and awareness, I think is very important. And, uh, just continuing with like healthy eating habits, which I've always incorporated and always done. But, you know, there are those times where you just yeah. <laughs> fall off. So bringing all that back in, I think, um, h- helps keep me a little more balanced to, to be able to run this company. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then another question we always ask our guests, is there a book that you would recommend or like to share with our audience? It can be one, it can be multiples, but that has just been particularly inspiring to you over the course of, it can be your entrepreneurial journey. It can be your personal journey, your nutrition journey, anything that you might recommend. You know, there's so many authors that, um, I do love like Max Lugavere has mm-hmm. written a book on genius foods. That's a great one. Um, Mark Hyman on what the heck should I eat? Because mm-hmm. I think we're also confused. We hear so much. So I do like those cause they're very easy to read and they just give you like, here's how this food's going to affect you. And really what the heck should I eat? I mean, right. if this is bad for me, you know, egg yolks are bad one day, egg yolks are good the next day. Fat is vilified. Fat is embraced. I mean, yeah. What the heck should I eat? So those two books I would say are sort of, my easy when when people ask me, I'm so confused. What should I do? I'm like read the, either yeah. of these two books. <laughs> that's that's good recommendation. We love both of them. Yeah. Um. So for anyone who wants to buy your products or find you or you know read more about your story, 
where can they find Tribali on the internet and in stores? Yeah, so the website's TribaliFoods.com, and we do have a store locator. Um, you could also purchase us through our website. Um, it's probably best to purchase in bulk because through a frozen cooler and FedEx, there's you know kind of a surcharge. So I encourage people, if they've got a freezer, just buy a bunch of patties and stick them in there. Um, and then store locator will let you know where we're at. We're also really active um, on Instagram at Trubali Foods, and that's kind of a fun place. I always talk about the day before I started this company, I did not have an Instagram account or care about it. It was sort of what my kids did. And and now I've got this whole community of people that that follow and comment and engage, and it's really fun to be able to communicate with people that I don't even know and I do a lot of traveling to visit markets and mm -hmm. every time I kind of let the community know you know I'll be in Chicago or I'll be in in Bentonville you know Arkansas and they they shout out with suggestions of where to eat where to go what to see so I thank them for being so um, engaging and participating and I just love reaching out to the community that's awesome. Well, we want to thank you very much for joining us today. And we're excited to share this with all of our listeners. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Courageous Wellness. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode featuring a different guest each week. Subscribe, rate, and write us a nice review. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Courageous Wellness or get in touch through our website, www.courageouswellnesspodcast.com. Until next week, I'm Allie. And I'm Erica, and we're Courageous Wellness.